7.06 this Tuesday morning. I'm Stacey Bratzel hanging out with uh, my dear friend, Daryl McIntyre, talking about climate anxiety. Mm. What, yeah, I, I think uh, both of us sort of had that, what, what is it? Um, uh, do I have it? I don't think so, but maybe my kids have it. But then we were, talk, we were talking with somebody else, because I don't want to out the individual, mm-hmm. uh, who said, oh, yeah, their their spouse has serious climate anxiety along yeah. the line of all the all the uh, the warnings about what's going on. And it makes them anxious about their future, the children's future, mm-hmm. the near future. Is that what climate anxiety is? Fear of what's coming? Yeah, Kinda what is it? Like it? What is it? And if we know somebody or, or perhaps we're suffering from it ourselves, what can we do about it? Uh, let's find out. For Canadian Certified Counselor, uh, Director of Holistic Healing Counseling, it's uh, right here in Edmonton, Shaheen Alarakia is joining us this morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for your time. How are you? Hi, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you guys? Uh, pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I guess the first question is, what is climate anxiety? Yeah, well, you guys got pretty much it right, but my favorite definition comes from the Handbook of Climate Psychology, and it defines climate anxiety as a heightened emotional, mental, or physical distress in distress in response to the dangerous climate changes. And so you're right, it's a response to the changes of the environment that includes a lot of preoccupation or worry. So are we talking about uh, a fear of wildfires? Are we talking about fear of not having a reusable bag in the trunk of our car? Or are we talking about you know what the earth is going to look like in 100 years or all of the above? I think it's kind of a fear of impending doom when it comes to the climate. You know, there was a part of this was it was launched because of a Leger youth study that came out and it said that uh, that, that more younger people are getting uh, increasingly concerned about uh, about climate change. That 50% of Canadian uh, Canadian millennials and Gen Zers think it's going to deteriorate the environmental situation. That more have almost climate anxiety uh, about seven percent over the last uh, last few years. Are you seeing that in your practice? Is it mostly younger people? And when I say young, I don't know, let's let's put a round number of, say, 30 or under. Mm-hmm, definitely. Clinically, I do see that my younger people, especially, I'd say, in the under 25 age, have at least some mild climate anxiety. And then for more severe climate anxiety, although I do see it in the younger population as well, more recently I have been seeing it even in 30 and above. How does it manifest itself then? Yeah, so climate anxiety does seem similar to anxiety in some ways in terms of its presentation. So it is that persistent worry and preoccupation. And so the the topic for the worry is going to be climate change and the future. And then similar to anxiety, there's things like mood swings, anger, emotional outbursts, um, you know, emotional dysregulation. And then and then what seems a little dissimilar to me in terms of versus anxiety is do you hear a lot of guilt coming up around when people are spending time outside of engaging with the climate crisis, which tends to perpetuate climate anxiety worse because they can't do the things that might recharge them. They feel bad about it. 
uh, talking with Councillor Shaheen Alarakia this morning uh, out, of, out of a clinic here in Edmonton. So, you know, you know that there's going to be a group, and uh, I wonder, is this just anxiety and, and people get triggered by any variety of things? It just happens there's a group of people who might be more triggered by, by all the talk about climate change. But it's, 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 it's just anxiety, is it not? I mean, it is anxiety in that it's it's making life very difficult and overwhelming. And I think the thing that really differentiates climate anxiety from anxiety is the thing about anxiety is usually it's kind of tricking you, right? So we're going to grab at something like cognitive behavioral therapy to get us to start arguing with those thoughts and start saying, it's just a trick. You can go back. Party, um, and you, you can be okay. Whereas with climate anxiety, it's rooted in some science of climate change and climate catastrophe, and that's what differentiates it from just anxiety. How can one cope? Yeah, what do you do? About yeah, yeah. What do we What do we do if if we think we are suffering from it, or or perhaps uh, maybe one of our kids? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, there's there's a variety of things. And for starters, I always recommend people carving out rest. Because like I said, sometimes people with climate anxiety will feel really guilty about rest. They want to be in action and helping all the time. And so having some boundaries around how people engage with the climate crisis and with climate activism and carving out times for rest is really important. It's important to allow our bodies to feel safe and that we do that through rest. Um, I also always recommend connecting with nature. Uh, The thing that people want to protect when it comes to climate anxiety is nature. And so finding time to connect with it and getting all those great benefits of reduction in anxiety overall, reduction in depression, increased baseline happiness, um, when you just spend some time outside can be very helpful. I also recommend to people to take action. So kind of putting their worry to use Mm -hmm. and connecting with advocacy groups, seeing what can they do to be a part of the solution, and then similarly connecting to hope through that and sometimes outside of that, reading about good news when it comes to the climate crisis, what people are doing. Um, And then, of course, therapy or seeking support. So we might find that in our own life or in some of those groups, activism groups, where we feel understood and heard. And we might also find that in the context of therapy coming to someone like me who understands what people are going through and can lead them through a more personalized plan of maybe what's coming up for them individually and maybe how parts of their life might underscore, underline their worry as well. Uh <laughs> You, you know that there are an awful lot of people. And, you know, I, in some ways, I end up putting myself in that in that position, too. It's just like there's so many. It seems like we're constantly trying to, to deal with, uh, you know, coping these days. It's, you know, mm-hmm. So now we have another name for another thing we just have to cope to cope with. Is there a fatigue, almost like a like a like a, a therapy or an issue fatigue that seems to sink in? Hmm, That's a great question. I I think sometimes we can head towards burnout when that happens, like when there's so many things on our plate, there's so many things that we're coping with, then definitely we can head to burnout, like an almost complete emotional shutdown. Um, We don't want to get there, though. That can take months 
and sometimes a year or, or more to recover from. So it's great if you're noticing any sort of kind of mental health difficulties to be reaching out for help. Definitely. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me on for such an important topic. You bet. Take care. Have a great morning. Shaheen Alarakia is a Canadian certified counselor. She's director of holistic healing counseling. It's a clinic here in Edmonton. And I know there's an awful lot of people who go, oh my God, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Everybody's just worried about, you know, hey, I've got a therapy for you. Go huh. find a great big bucket of sand, stick your head in it, and move on. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we're getting some uh, people weighing in on the text line, and I'm not going to add stigma to any mental know, health condition, right? Like, it's 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 serious people for the person about... who, who are affected, and I'm not going to exactly. make fun of them, and I'm, I'm certainly not going to minimize it because it is important, and, and people who are struggling and uh, to seek help and, and to practice, I, I like mind and, uh, you know, supporting yourself and, and making sure that you're okay. And yeah. um, I'm certainly but, not going to... If it doesn't work for, for anybody else, that's fine. But yeah. the, some people need a little help, a little help in hand. And dealing yeah. with it by yourself usually doesn't work out very well. And it's real. You, we saw an unprecedented fire season this year. and uh, That got lots of people worried and 100% wondering. and going, what's going on here? Uh, so there's lots of things that you, you could possibly worry about. And if you need help, of course, seek it. Um, and and no matter what other people say, this isn't a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing to you. And, yeah. and that's important. Yeah. And we need to acknowledge that and, and make that, space for it. That's a good human way human being way of looking at it. Absolutely.